Next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU football releases the latest depth chart. How concerned are you about the unsettled defense with Bronco Mendenhall taking over? I was playing the last time Bronco took over, and I'll give you my opinion on it. Plus, it's graduation day for some former Cougars. Including Reno Mai, All-American and former NFL player. He's in Studio B with a couple of his friends, not to mention a coaching legend within the BYU ranks. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. This is how we do it on a Friday. BYU Sports Station Live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, April 24th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with shutdown football analyst, Brian Logan. (laughs) I like that, man. I appreciate that. It makes me feel like I'm still... On the field, you know, shut down corner, shut down analysts, I guess. That's is that, what you do. Is that, is that, do I shut it you down? You lock people down. Do I shut it down? Do, so do I shut, like, do I lock, like, Jerem down for not being on the seat? Well, today you you're know? locking him down right now. You're then, locking down a seat. And then you next week? Jerem's on right? Logan Island right now. He he is. He is, man. There's no <laughs> there's no boats, no rafts, no phones, nothing available for him. Jerem's actually in Los Angeles uh, preparing to watch BYU Volleyball tomorrow and take the BYU Sports Station karma with him. I know he's listening somewhere at some point. So, Jerem, hello. I hope you're enjoying the some California point, you sunshine. You know he's listening right now. Yeah, that's what he does. Come on. That's what he does. Hey, it's graduation day at BYU and a big one for a bunch of former football players. Brian, this is an exciting day for guys like Reno Mahe, who finally is getting that degree. You know, that's it's a big deal. Ray Fenga, Manase Tonga. I mean, you know these guys. It's yeah. a big deal. Yeah, it is. it is big. I mean... Just to just to say that you uh, were a student athlete and that you got your degree, uh, it's something huge, man. And and for these guys to go and and have played, you know, in the in the, in the NFL, um, you know, guys like Manasseh then come back, Daniel Swanson, and, and be able to come back and finish, man. That says that says a lot, and it's a huge weight, uh, you know, lifted off your shoulders when you finally get that degree. Reno Mahe will join us in studio in cap and gown. We may have him take his cap off for camera angles and lighting purposes. <laughs> but he's coming in literally right after he graduates to talk to us in Studio B and make his debut on BYU Sports Nation. Our conversation alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Members always welcome. I'll give you this precursor before Brian reads the Twitter question. BYU football just released their latest depth chart, and we're noticing some trends, some eye-opening ones, especially on the defensive side of things. Okay, Brian, cue the question. On a scale of 1 to 10, how concerned are you about the BYU football defense in 2015? Ah, this is a good question. 1 being the least concerned, 10 being the most. Bronco Mendenhall is taking over. But BYU is facing arguably, and I think really there's not much of an argument, the toughest schedule in program history. You play the likes of Michigan, Missouri, Nebraska, Boise State, UCLA. At Utah State to close the season. Cincinnati. This is a loaded <laughs> Dude, schedule. I'm getting goosebumps right now. I, some, I want a helmet, man. I want a helmet and shoulder pads. And I just want to hit like you or Jerem, you know, just because I Go love you guys. Jerem. Go hit Jerem. Uh, Jerem. He's if, he on was, if he was here, uh, I'm getting excited, man, because because of the schedule. You know, it's it's something 
fun and forward to look to uh, every single week, week in and week out. There's really not too many cupcakes on that schedule. No. And so that, that is why this is an intriguing question. Broncos taking back over. So people are like, oh, it's all good. Well, then you look at the schedule and be like, mm. and the depth chart is not exactly a solid situation. Much more on that in just a bit. At Elko Cougar with our first tweet today. I'm giving it a seven. So he's high on the concern level. No pass, uh, pass rush last year and same guys back in experience at linebacker. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that, Ooh, actually. Yeah. Mm. Neither does Bronco Mendenhall. We'll hear from the coach in just a bit on that linebacker position. New faces in the secondary. Brian, this is where you specialize. This is Now, that is an actual concern. That Yes, that I would second that for the secondary. Not that the talent level is not there. It's just different. It's so different. Here's the other opposite uh, side of this. The other opposite. That was from the Department of Redundancy Department. Uh, at Corey Hatch. <laughs> one, not worried at all in Bronco I Trust. Brian, I'm somewhere in the middle, man. I'm somewhere in the middle with this. I, I'm I'm in the middle as well. Um, my my biggest concern is just the secondary. That's it. Okay. It's, it's, it's just the secondary. It, okay. Other than that, the fact that Bronco is taking over, uh, that helps out a lot more. Uh, but secondary is the it, that that's the that's the most important position on the what field. You, it's what you're most passionate about. <laughs> the most about. important position on the field. I'm just saying. Which is why your opinion is going to matter a lot in like three minutes. Stick around. Here are the rest of your BYU Sports Nation headlines. What else is going on today? BYU baseball. How about this? They route first place San Francisco 14 to four. Scores seven runs in the bottom of the second inning in a critical West Coast Conference series. Colton Shaver hit another home run. He's got nine on the season. Game two tonight, eight Eastern, six Mountain, live on BYU TV. First place BYU softball opens an important three-game series of their own against San Diego, the second-place team. On the other side of Miller Park, we will broadcast the softball game on Saturday afternoon, three Eastern, one Mountain. And then BYU volleyball, got to give a shout-out to Jeremy in L.A. watching his team. Take on USC in the MPSF tournament. Brian, it's Friday, so we've got a day. What What do you do in L.A., man? You're a Cali guy. What should Jeremy do? Uh, I don't know, man. Cal, that's a two different worlds. I'm from Northern California. That's right. That's so right. You're a Northern California guy. That was like lightweight disrespectful right there. I'm going to let it slide because <laughs> your voice, you know, and I haven't seen you in a little Thank bit. You. But, Thank you. Uh, you know, I can't really speak to Southern California. Maybe go see the beach or something. Fair enough. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for a loaded edition of What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Yesterday, BYU Athletics officially announces the 2015 edition of BYU Football Media Day. It will take place Wednesday, June 24th at BYU Broadcasting. No doubt, we will once again do it big. An extended BYU Sports Nation, just part of our extensive coverage 60 days away. But Brian, the Cougar football program, they have granted us a little bit of relief in the form of of the 2015 post-spring depth chart, part of their uh, prospectus that carries us 60 days before media day. So just your initial thoughts on looking at the depth chart now 60 days away from uh, our, our BYU football media day. Uh, you know, when I look at the offensive side of the ball, um, it's exciting. It's exciting to see that, you know, spots are really solidified. You got a lot of experience coming back. I know some major factor, major players uh, like Taysom and Jamal are coming off injuries, but you expect just the same productivity that they had last year. So I'm good there. That good, good. Now my concern is the defense. When you look at the depth chart, there's a lot of ores, right? It's 
it's uh, you know uh, Michael uh, uh, Michael Hanneman or Michael Shelton. Um, you know, so there's a lot of those on. Uh, the defensive side, which means, you know, guys are still competing. Nobody has really uh, stood out and, and and really solidified themselves as that starter. Uh, and so that's really just where, where my concern is. Uh, but overall, when you look at the, the talent uh, and you look at, um, you know, some guys that are coming back with some of that experience, that's where the – plus, you, you know, you factor in Coach Mendenhall and you get a little bit more excited. Brian, you brought up the one glaring trend that I noticed as well on the defensive side of the depth chart several positions up for grabs, as you just mentioned. And that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Only four out of 11 positions on the post-spring defensive depth chart are solidified. Four! Four of 11. What the heck? No! Four! Why? Okay, so how many of you are changing your concern level right now for the BYU defense? Everybody's like, delete, delete, delete that tweet, uh, delete, delete that tweet. Send another one. Okay, it's clearly a fluid situation. Bronco Mendenhall joined us in studio a few weeks back, and he addressed his level of concern, in fact, ranked them for each position group within the defense. So linebackers, they're, they're still not a ton of experience, but they're youthful, and there's all kinds of talent. D-line is the kind of the grandfatherly group, and we already know that they'll be able to play and play really well. And so least volatile D-line, second linebackers, third in terms of consistency is the secondary. Hard to argue with that logic when you look at the down linemen, the front three. I mean, you've got senior leadership there uh, in the form of Bronson Kafusi, who's lift, listed at left end. Interesting. Remington Peck, Travis Tuiloma is a junior, Logan Taele, Graham Rowley, both seniors. Like, those guys know the system. Yeah, they're good. And, and they had some good game reps. Not just are they seniors, um, but, but they've had really good game experience. Now, the linebackers, he used the word talent. There's inexperience, but there's all sorts of talent all over the field. This is nothing new. With Bronco as the defensive coordinator, the front seven is going to be really good again. It's just that's what it, it's what it has been. Yeah it, yeah, it has to be, especially if he coaches the way he coached back in 2010 when we couldn't let the, 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 the scout team offensive guys cross the line or, you know, what we had to do. <laughs> we had to run a sprint. So, you know what? We were out there tackling guys, just knocking fools over with no pads on just so we didn't have to run a sprint, man. Now, the secondary is where the big question marks remain. And we won't spend a ton of time on this, Brian, just because it's a loaded topic and we have 60 days before media day, so we need to save some stuff. (laughs) But you look at the field corner position, Micah Hanneman. Some of you might not know him. He's a great athlete. The Hanneman family's crazy. His brother plays in professional baseball. Okay? Or Michael Shelton. At the boundary corner, Jordan Prater or Michael Davis, the cat is listed as Eric Takanaka, a guy who's a JUCO transfer. We don't, we've not, not many of us have seen him play much. Yep. And then the free safety, Kainaku and Chris Badger. So young, but we have something to go off there. What do you think about the secondary as a whole? Uh, you know, something that was interesting just on paper is uh, Michael da- seeing Michael Davis at the boundary corner. He's played field uh, for the majority of the time at corner. And I know that they're doing things just to uh, kind of just see him out. They're a little bit thin, right, as far as spring ball goes. Um, but that was something that was that was interesting. I, I really like Micah Hanneman and the things that he's done and how he's able to compete. Um, he's a lot more athletic as I as 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 spring ball went on to me, in my opinion, um, in some of the plays. I think that's a testament to his growth 
um, just in his knowledge, being able to understand the system and play at a, at a higher level. Uh, but I'm still, man, my boy, my brother from another, Michael Shelton. I'm I'm just so high on, dude. I, He's I, Brian Logan part two. I, I, I mean, that has maybe a little bit, <laughs> just, just a little bit. But the, the biggest thing with me and, and the cornerback position is is instincts. And this kid has it. And I could teach you anything and everything else in the world except for instincts and speed and, you know, and height. And if you can have instincts, I can, I can, I can, I can roll with you. I can roll with you, man. You're my homie, you know, strap up, let's go. Uh, and you'll be good to go. All right. So, so there you, so there I like, you really like them. The initial take on the post spring depth chart. Now let's go next level on this thing. Brian, when was the last time Bronco took over the reins of BYU football? Uh, the deep 2000, 2010. Okay. We're not talking about some one game knee jerk reaction in 2014 at Boise state. When the wheels were coming off, we're talking about when Bronco was the wholesale transition and he became the guy as a defensive coordinator. Jaime Hill gets fired after a one and four start in 2010, a team that Brian played on. Mm-hmm. And then things changed. So let's refresh what happened specifically. But Spencer, BYU was in the Mountain West in 2010. They're playing terrible teams. False. But Spencer, how can you compare that schedule to the 2015? It's closer than you think. Bronco coordinated the last eight games defensively. In those eight games, Brian, you'll remember this well because you played. (laughs) (laughs) Game number one against San Diego State, a team that won a bowl game, went 9-4. and Okay, They had an NFL quarterback and an NFL running back in Ronnie Hillman. BYU beat them. 24-21, 24-21, his, Shut first, him down. his first game. Shut him down. They scored 21 points. That team averaged close to 40 points a game. Averaged close to 200, and, 200 250 yards on the ground, okay. and we held them to 80. Okay, so game number one, Bronco taking over. Then you play at number four TCU. You play them tougher than every other Mountain West team besides San Diego State, who lost to the Horned Frogs by five, but you beat San Diego State. TCU won the Rose Bowl that year. They had 10 NFL draft picks on that team. It was yep. three to nothing right before halftime in Fort Worth. Swag. Okay. You Swag. Lose, you lose that game by four touchdowns, but they score a garbage touchdown late. Like that team, Andy Dalton said that was the toughest defense he had played all year other than Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. You know, and Coach Mendenhall came up with a great strategy uh, for, for that. And that really, to me, showed me how much of a genius he was, where Andy Dalton was frustrated. We played a really good game, man. It was unfortunate that we lost, but... Some key turnovers yeah. really gave them short fields. It was the offense's fault. Sorry. <laughs> I'd throw that in there. <laughs> then BYU plays number 22-ranked Utah in Salt Lake City. Have a field goal to win the game. It gets blocked. You lose by one. Okay? Bronco Mendenhall's team in those eight games only gave up 137 points. What is 137 divided by eight? I can tell you this much. It's, a, it's less than 20 points a game. Yes. We were balling when he took over, man. Coach Mendenhall knows his stuff. So anybody that wants to argue that 2010 schedule isn't formidable comparison to what BYU will face in 2015, you better check yourselves, okay? <laughs> San Diego State, number four TC, won the Rose Bowl, and another ranked team in Utah. Bronco Mendenhall made a difference immediately, and which is why my concern level right now, Brian, is right in the middle out of five. It's it's dead down the middle. If it, if Bronco Mendenhall were the defensive coordinator, it would be closer to an eight or a nine. No kidding. Mm. No kidding. Mm. I feel like he makes that much of a difference. He does. He does, man. He 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 finds a way to take guys like myself with, with less talent 
uh, and, and raise the level to where you can even think of. So imagine the guys that are way more talented, way more talented on this team now than we had on 2010. Way more talented. Way more talented. By far. I, w- I am willing to fight anybody on that team, that 2010 team that's mad at me, except for maybe Andrew Rich. <laughs> anybody else, though. They know it. We're going to find out about that talent <laughs> level on September 5th. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 134. I'm not even trying to sing Sorry, it. I, 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 I totally <laughs> slipped that. I totally spaced I'm that. I'm not even trying to sing it. I have no high range. I'm so, I was like 100. thinking. 100. I was thinking about like all the guys that I just threatened. <laughs> I was like, oh, shoot, I forgot Vic Soto. He's like a thousand times bigger than me. My bad. I'm sorry. There was some, again, there were good players on 2010, 2010's defense, but Brian thinks the talent level is much higher in 2015. What can Bronco do with them? On a scale of 1 to 10, how concerned are you about the BYU football defense in 2015? Your tweets on the way. Tons of good stuff coming in. But up next, in cap and gown, the most recent BYU graduate, Reno Mahe joins us in studio. Former NFL guy bringing his swag to Studio B. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Join us by using the hashtag BYUSN. It is graduation day, and we have some recent grads in studio with us. More on that in just a moment. But first, we remind you, baseball tonight against San Francisco, BYU Dominated the first place Dons last night, 14-4. to Game two, just as critical, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain. I'll have the call with Gary Scheide on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Brian, remind the people of the Twitter question today. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 to 10, how confident do you feel with the BYU defense in 2015? Okay, how confident or how concerned? <laughs> confident, concerned, same thing, right? Concerned, confident. <laughs> <laughs> well, it changes, I'm it, well, it changes I'm, the rating. Is, is it because I'm confident? Either way, I'm down concerned? the middle. I'm down the. I'm a five. So either way, I'm either good. way, you do it right. Confident yeah. or concerned? I'm confident. I'm five. I'm concerned. I'm a five. Okay, more on. I that just switched just it up on you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Love Brian Logan, Omaha. Joining us now, a recent BYU graduate, former football standout in Provo, Utah, and at the National Football League level, Reno Mahe. Reno, first of all, you're looking fresh in your cap and gown, man. Congratulations. Congratulations. Hey, appreciate it. <laughs> How's it feel, man, to be a graduate? Uh, it's a little surreal still. You know what I mean? It's taken me 17 years to get a four-year degree, so <laughs> I'm still trying to. Uh, but you did it. But you got it. I did. I did. But so. you did it. I appreciate it. Are you Dr. Mahe now because it took 17 years? Um. Astronaut, my Astronaut. Astronaut. <laughs> Astronaut. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. What kind of emotions are you feeling today, my friend? Um, it's it's a little lot. It's fun. It's a lot of family, a lot of stress. You know what I mean? It when it comes family, comes food, comes food, comes fun. So, uh, just looking forward to all the parties. So we're pretty excited to hang out with the family and make a, make a big festival out of it. So all the parties and all the all the gifts. So what was it like, man, when they when they you know you just got done about fifteen minutes ago, you just walked over um here to the building. Um what was that like hearing your name called at, you know after all this time? I didn't even remember. <laughs> I just was trying not to trip. <laughs> right before we went out there, one of the one of the guys ushering us was like, Hey, make sure you don't trip. 
So then, you know, it's just like in football, when you focus so much, you don't hear nothing. So I didn't hear anything. I just was like, okay, one foot in front of another, one foot in front of another. You don't want to be that guy, right? You got family, everybody filming you and recording you. And you're supposed to be an athlete, you know what I'm saying? So you're trying to just make sure you don't. Yeah, it was. See, that's the big thing. You got to We got to talk to. We got to talk to Spencer about that. that you know, uh, when everything blurs out, that vision that you get. You know, that focus, that laser focus. You yeah, know? you don't hear nothing. Everything it's, becomes deaf. The focus is it's crazy. Athlete thing. Yeah, we got to <laughs> tell you, Spencer. You've got yeah. some friends with you in studio. We'll bring those guys up in just a couple of minutes. Ray Fenga and uh, Manasse Tonga, who also walked today and are also uh, looking fresh. So we'll bring them up on set in just a moment. But uh, let's talk about. I mean, there are a lot of people interested in what you're doing right now, Reno. You know, now that you've graduated and you've uh, finished up your football career, I know you're very busy with your fatherly duties and have a big family. What's next for you? That's a good question. That, that's the great thing about a degree is it opens up a lot of doors. Um, my issue has been I like working for myself. Uh, it's, you know, it's a feast or famine kind of deal. Uh, you got to find ways to motivate yourself. You know, like you alluded to earlier, my wife is having our eighth child. Eight Ooh, children? My, my eighth child. Yeah, I got so this will be number eight for me. Awesome. Congratulations. And so there's there's a lot of motivation to go out there and get your hustle on with regards to work or, or whatever you need to provide for your family. But now that I have a degree, there's a lot of different doors that are going to be um, available and uh, a lot of different opportunities that are going to um, present itself. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. How um, do you take this experience and, and what you went through? Um, what would you think your message would be to – uh, former players, your family, when it comes to, to finishing your degree? I think the word you just said was finish. Um, being able to finish something. You know, I started something 17 years ago, mm. and this might be something to kind of uh, propel a lot of different things that I do to to actually finish. So There you go. Finish. That's, that, you go. that's finish. the word. <laughs> finish. finish the road. Okay, uh, when – you have okay. I, first of all, I can't get over the eight kids. Brian and I both have one. Okay. Yeah. How in the world do you manage <laughs> seven kids with an eighth on the way? Um, you just got to find a great wife. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Amen. Nice. To, to be honest with you, and much respect to my wife, I don't do much. She makes it so easy. She takes you know she she makes having more kids easy. She's so the real nice. MVP. Absolutely. Hands down. Do, 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 you, do you just have in your mind what sport each one is going to play, you know, a, a training schedule ready? What, what's, what's your thoughts, man? I, I try to uh, do some sports stuff with them just because then we can spend time together. Mm. But growing up, that was all we like. That was our only option. We didn't have any other options. Yeah. So that was the only way. I don't know about these two, but. That was the only way for me to go to college. That was the only way for me to kind of change the dynamics of our of my my family um, was to play sports. But having gone through that, you know, um, growing up here in, in the United States and what have you, we've realized there's more options for our kids. Mm-hmm. It ain't just sports. And so we don't push our kids so hard with sports. We, we kind of try to find what's what what they like to do. Uh, what they enjoy so you know rather than my my kids going to sports camps at BYU my daughter's going to uh, like a singing deal here you know nice. um, with uh, vocal point um, okay it's a vocal 
I just slipped my mind. I got way too much going through my head. <laughs> Remix vocals. It's right, it your, wife, your, wife, your wife does everything. Yeah, it's she okay. does everything. I'm the same way. But our kid, my kid, you know, my daughter was the lead play in a school play. Okay. Like it, she yeah. did that rather than volleyball. Sure. So it's, 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 it's a mixture of things now. Being my wife, who she is with regards to volleyball, myself playing football, they have a pretty good chance of playing sports. So oh, yeah. we'll, we don't know. We'll see what happens. Now, with your football background, I know there are a number of people out there wondering, <clears throat> Orino is really good at football, and he knows a lot about the game. Maybe he should share that knowledge with other people. Is coaching football at any point in your future plans? You know, I, I there there were opportunities early on. Um, when I first left Philly, there was, you know, I enjoy coaching. Um, coaching comes easy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I It's not something that... I have a hard time with it. I think I have a natural um, an act for it, but it was easy. Um, it's like coming to BYU. BYU is not easy. BYU is not an easy school to go to. I don't know what it is about me and my life. It's like trying to court a beautiful volleyball player that's 6'2". It's just <laughs> something about doing things that are just harder. Right. Yeah. It's it, coaching would have been easy for me. That's just my gut feeling. Um, I just want to do things that we're not supposed to do, do things that are out of the box for us. And so I, I've kind of always done that. I've kind of um, like I'm possibly running for city council this year. No kidding. Yeah. So it's just and, and that's not something I really talk much with people because it's just it's not something we're supposed to do. Right. OK. Is that an official announcement? <laughs> I haven't told it. <laughs> you just, you just, just told 50 million television homes across the country. <laughs> and so, so if you live in Lehigh, <laughs> make sure, make sure to register to vote. <laughs> so it's, it's things like that. So now if, if there was a pretty cool opportunity that came along with regards to coaching, I don't know. I can't say I wouldn't. But that wouldn't be my first pick, to be honest with you. Very cool. Reno Mahe with us in Studio B, perhaps, perhaps making himself a candidate for city council. It's not official yet. <laughs> it's not official. Okay, let's go ahead and bring uh, Ray Feng and Manasseh Tonga up on set with us. Uh, Manasseh, we'll have you uh, step in between Reno and Brian. And Ray, you can come in between uh, Brian and myself. Yeah, so, uh, there. I mean, these are... Look how look how sharp these guys look if you're watching on TV. I and I can just tell you, <laughs> head right. to toe in the navy blue with their cap and gowns for our radio audience and all wearing the lays. But uh, we wish congratulations to all three of you. Thank you. Um, Thank we're, you. We're going to let you guys get some mic time as well. So, uh, Manasseh, uh, we'll have you sneak in on either Brian or uh, Reno's mic and just, just tell us uh, how you how you feeling right now, man. What are the emotions of this? Oh, man. I don't. It's a blur right now. I'm just trying to soak it all in. Um, excited, happy to move on, happy to get this over with. Are you okay with Reno photobombing you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just wouldn't, right, you know, it, it makes for good TV. Yeah. Right, so I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna let that slide. I see, okay, I see, I see, see you getting a little emotional, man. Um, yeah. it's, uh, it, it's, it's making me teary eyed. You know, how, what do you, what, what's, what's your emotional state right now? Um, you know, I, I you're somebody that I looked up to. Uh, just that first hit, that first day you were back in practice. Uh, I heard all these stories. You knocked, you knocked out Scott Johnson, <laughs> and, and, and oh, ever since man. then, I told myself I was going to fall down every time I had to nah. meet you head to head. But uh, you just, you, you've been an inspiration to me, man, and looking up to you. But um, 
Yeah, t- tell us tell us why you 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 know you're you're tearing up a little bit. Well, first off, thank you. I appreciate it. It means a lot. Um, it's just been a long time coming. It's been a while. You know, it hasn't been 17 years, but still, <laughs> it's still been a long time. I'd say 10 is long enough, right? You know, okay, not, fair enough. but uh, yeah, it's just been it's just been a long road, um, and so a lot of a lot of sacrifices have been made. Um, not only on my part, but on my family's part. Yeah. So I had a great support uh, group, cast, and they they helped me get here. So, yeah, I'm just full of emotion right now. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm trying to hold it in. All right, we'll play the, uh, the hot potato, or not hot potato, oh, good, but the, the hot seat now. We'll get Ray over here uh, into that third seat. Congratulations, Manasi. Okay, Ray, now it's your turn to answer the question, man. You You did it. What in the world's going on in that mind of yours right now? It's about time. Uh <laughs> Ten years later, you know, I'm just happy you just got it done. So, just excited it's over with. And were you, uh, glad, were you, were you glad that you didn't trip? You didn't trip, right? No, Reno might have a hard time because he's <laughs> short and he might trip over his gown. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why he was worried. See, oh, okay. see, see that makes that makes sense because I'm yeah. short too. So that's the real story. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, the gown is you, low, man. It, uh, yeah, you could. Yeah, I know the gown is low. See, I didn't even walk. I wish I could have. I should have walked. Okay, but, Reno. You know. Reno's dancing in the back, and uh, that brings up a question: How in the world did you get yourself into the coach's room after signing day, dancing <laughs> in the background on the desk? How did you get yourself into that room? How'd you get? How'd you get? Come speak it to the mic. Um, come speak it to the mic. There's advantages of being short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, See, I gotta, I gotta give him my elbow too. <laughs> wait, how you sneak in? Wait, show me. How, wait, tell me. Yeah. Man- Manasi, tell me how you snuck in so I can so I can sneak in. Yeah. He came I, in underneath the elbows. Okay. You know. Did a little uh, duck and dive. <laughs> Nobody noticed. And he's in the back. And then the back. as Bring soon as that down. record button was hit, that's when the, the crazy thing <laughs> came out. Oh, that's good stuff. Hey, nice. congratulations, you three, to Ray. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Omai. Appreciate it. A journey has come to an end, but uh, opening up some doors now. Thanks, guys. All right. Yep. See you at BYU yeah. Sports Nation. Yeah. BYU Sports Nation. Well, I, I think this is a first in BYU Sports. This is the most guests we've ever had on the set at the same time. <laughs> Vote for Reno. <laughs> Vote for Reno. <laughs> residents. Seattle residents. Make sure to register. <laughs> up next, a legendary coach in the BYU staff calls it quits on a career. Brad Cattermall joins us to wrap up 28 years. The Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. It is Friday. We just had a party in studio with three a- former BYU football players who just graduated. We did have a party. It was a little out of control. It was. It was. It was good. It was fun. Shots were. Shots were fine. That's what I get. That's what I get for making fun of you. Then I got all the you know short. Yeah, jokes. the short jokes. Yeah, you had it coming to you, bro. It's all right. I'd rather be short and an athlete than you know, a couple inches taller. I <laughs> <laughs> just threw that right back more, at you. More shots fired boom, across boom. the bow. If you missed that interview with Reno Mahe and uh, Manasseh Tonga and Ray Fenga, you can download the show podcast on iTunes. Or at BYUSportsNation.com. You can also watch on demand at BYUTV.org, courtesy of our DVR function. We're not done yet promoing things that are about to happen on BYUTV. Softball tomorrow, San Diego, 3 Eastern, 1 Mountain. On BYUTV and BYU Radio, a battle of the first place Cougars and second place Toreros. 
baseball, big matchup tonight against first place San Francisco. It's a busy, busy weekend, my friend. It is very Have you busy. cleared your plans? Michael Elisa, I tried to get Michael Elisa to confirm that he was going to be at some of these yesterday. He was a little shaky. Are you, are you going to be it's, there, bro? It's, it's hard today, man. I'm going, I got to go to, to Vegas after this. You got to go to fly, Vegas. Hop a flight to Vegas. And, but I'm coming back in the morning. So, okay. you know, we could maybe link up and, you know, I can help you out with your I'm voice a bachelor still. My wife is in Las Vegas, speaking of Vegas right now. So oh, oh, I need a friend, baby. dude. <laughs> I, oh, I, okay. See, they, that's all you got to do, man. You should have told me a while ago. I could have, you know, we could do some things. I need a know? friend. I know how it is. It gets we, lonely. We welcome in a friend to the studio now after 28 amazing, successful years as the head coach of the BYU gymnastics team, Brad Catamull has decided to call it a career. So this is a graduation of sorts for you too, Coach. Uh, first of all, let us offer our congratulations to you for almost three decades of service. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was. It, I forgot it was graduation today, and getting into the parking lot was an adventure. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a mess out there. Apparently, we've got lots of people graduating from BYU, and it's an exciting time. What do you do first uh, to enjoy your retirement? I, mean, I don't know. I you know, I thought when you know when this day hit, I was going to have some time, and, and it seems like the last couple of days, my phone has been going nuts, and um, it seems like I'm more busy now than I was when I had to get in the office every day. So, um, it's I mean, it was a great career, and you know, I'm proud of what we did. I'm happy. Um, we've got great relationships with a ton of kids, and you know, and, and all our peers and that over here. It's I mean, it's it's been awesome. Man, everybody's tearing up. I'm, I'm about to. Start, I'm a big baby. I'm about to start tearing up. Um, but uh, you know, coach, obviously, you've you've you started uh, 1987. I was I was born in '88, so yeah, that could, that could kind of show. you've been doing this longer than I've been. Brian, alive. you're not helping Coach Catamol right been, now. Yeah, I've been I've been coaching longer than you've been doing anything. You, you, yeah, anything. anything. I, I could even think I was even thought of. Um, but because you've had so much success, uh, what do you attribute that that to? Good kids, good assistant coaches, good, you know, just a great place to work. Um, all those things, I mean. And somebody on your staff is your wife. Right. Right. And she and she retired with you right. as well. Right. Um, I had... She did an awesome job. I mean, she's, she was the, she's the hard nose. She's the one that's, you know, that's kind of the, well, plus she did the recruiting. I mean, yeah. she got out and hustled around and got us some great recruits over the year and, and just great kids, great people. Um we have a we have a private business also after uh, BYU and she was okay. she was one who would be um, she'd zip over to BYU and then zip back to our business and then I mean one night we came in from uh, I think it was Southern Utah we got in at about two o'clock in the morning and she she's in the living room packing her bags I'm going where are you going she's she's leaving the next morning at eight to go out recruiting oh wow. you know and that's I mean that's kind of the the way she's been or, you know, the life that she's lived, you know, now she's got a little bit of time to spend over at our, our other business and, and it does, does very well. So, um, I mean, it's, it's a great time for both of us. We've got eight and a half grandkids. So we're kind of excited to, eight and a half. You know, okay, yeah, so we one, got one on the one way baking in the yeah, oven. One should be here in June and, you know, and, um, in fact, we've got a barbecue with them tonight. So, you know, it, it I mean, it's going to be, it's, it's an awesome time and, you know, and, um, I think the people that BYU are looking at to come in to, you know, to replace us, it's going to be awesome. BYU is going to get better and better, and, you know, they'll find some coach who knows a heck of a lot more than I do, and, and <laughs> you know, and we'll, um, they'll be awesome. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I th- I'm, I'm safe to say that you've accumulated uh, a wealth of knowledge <laughs> after 28 years. When you look back on those 28 years, what will you remember the most about coaching at BYU? The... 
relationships with the kids, you know, and the people here. I mean, there's some of the greatest people here you're going to meet. And our kids, what can you say? You know, I mean, you've been on a football team. What do you say? You know, it's Uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's unbelievable. The relationships that you that you establish and, you know, you have for the rest of your life. And um, man, those are those are going to be some of my best friends. Oh, totally. Same thing with 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 Coach Mendenhall, you know, uh, father figure and, and mentor. So. Yeah, no place like it. Right? Well, that's what you know. I, I've told the kids in the, the years that we've done it. I said, you know, while you're here, while you're here on the team, I'm your coach. When you graduate, we're friends. Yeah, no. So. Yeah, and that's and that's something that um, I think is very unique and special <clears throat> here at at, at BYU um, is being able to to have those relationships and to know that I can always count on my coach. Right. You know, outside of, right. of sports. Correct. It's always good. Yeah. Um, if you could. Leave one, uh, you know, one bit of advice. You guys are trying to be tough on me. (laughs) Sorry about that. This is is not a nice couple of guys here. (laughs) That's so. Spencer actually just wrote this. I'm I'm just reading it. So I figured that was his questions. Don't you know? Judge me too hard. (laughs) Um, The the new the new coaches have come in. Um, What if you could leave them one bit of advice? What would you leave with them? I'd work as hard as you can. They ought, I mean, we, the ones coming in aren't going to have a lot of recruiting to do for about the next three years. I mean, we've, we've got some really, really good kids coming in. So, you know, I'd say get in there, get, you know, get in the corner of the kids, get them in your corner and um, take this program to the next level. You know, I want to see us getting back to nationals and I want to see us, you know, in the Super Six and, and um, you know, one day vying for a national championship. I mean, that would be the coolest thing ever. Brad Catterwell with us uh, in studio B on BYU Sports Nation after 28 hard-working years as the head coach of the BYU Gymnastics Program. His wife, Dawn, also an assistant and uh, leaving with him. Um, coach, it's always tough to put a bow on on these things, um, and I imagine that you will be keeping a close eye on the program. But as you are overlooking things, what do you see in the next five years I think we're, gymnastics? I, I think they're going to be awesome. I mean, I, you know, I think next year we, we, had, we got some good kids in this year. We've got some good kids coming in next year, some really good kids coming in the year after that, some really good kids. I mean, we've got a whole bunch of, of good kids on the docket here. And, I mean, they're really good. You know, if you look that they were in a – well, part of the reason we didn't announce um, – we were going to announce the retirement last week. Mm-hmm. And we held off until after the regional gymnastics championship of all these kids that are coming to BYU later so, um, so they could go into the meet without kind of being distracted by what we were doing. Right. Boy, they were winning it. They were – you know, kids were – you know, out of several hundred kids in, in these meets, you know, they're winning or they're taking second place. Or, you know, one person took third because she had a major wobble type of thing. And they're all going on to the, to the JO national championship, which is the meet that we all recruit our kids out of. Um, I mean, there, there's some awesome kids coming here, you know, and they're, um, they're going to do good. I mean, they're going to be, they're going to be great. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And then I've talked to the, you know, the girls on our team and I told them, you know, they need to step it up. I'm coming back here and doing some butt kicking. <laughs> That's great. Right. So <laughs> Yes, and, and they'll they, be watching. Yeah, yeah, they're excited. You know, I'm excited to be there at the at the meets. You know, next year. I mean, it'll be fun, kind of watching one and not having to worry about balance beam or having to worry about you know somebody can stay on the uneven bars. Or I mean, right. it's going to be fun just you know being able to be a cheerleader for them. Well, you've earned the right to do that, Coach. Uh, we thank you again for the time, and uh, again, congratulations from BYU Sports Nation. Well, thank you very much, Brad Cattermole. Hey, some names to watch next year as well: Elian Kulchik, Mackenzie Johnson, Jill Van Mierlo. 
some absolutely star athletes to watch in this BYU gymnastics program. Uh, with the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation. Learn more at CougarClub.com, and welcome to the club. I have a question. Will the BYU defense be able to hold opponents to the benchmark of 24 points per game or lower this next season? We'll discuss that next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton alongside... My man, Brian Logan. Baseball nice. tonight against San Francisco, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain, live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The Cougars led by five RBIs from Colton Shaver last night, looking to take another one from first place San Francisco. Do not miss it. Huge game on a Friday night. Our Twitter question today, on a scale of 1 to 10, how concerned are you about the BYU football defense in 2015? At our Greenhouse says, 3 meaning not very worried. Bronco always brings it and makes the defense overachieve. We will be fine. Brian, you haven't even given a number to it. I think I said five. Did you go five with me? I said five or six. I'm at a a five right now. I think I said five In Bronco, I trust, as we have heard from some of our other BYU Sports Nation members today. Let's play more or less. More or less on BYU Sports Nation. If you are unfamiliar with this more or less segment... Here's how it works. We throw out a number. Brian and I will assess that and then decide whether or not there will be more or less of that specific situation surrounding BYU sports in the future. Number one. More or less than 24 points per game given up by the BYU defense next season. Brian, you take it away. Less. Wow. Less. I'm saying saying less. I'm going all in, man. Coach Mendenhall. And the reason why is this. Uh, I I remember, again, when I played in 2010 – it was the it was the worst thing ever to be in practice and uh, give up uh, either points or uh, guys crossing the line of scrimmage and sprints and perfect tens are not not fun <laughs> not fun at all so uh, that definitely transition uh, trans over, uh, translates to the game uh, from practice so I'd say less BYU gave up twenty seven and a half points per game last year with Bronco not in control. I think he is four points better. I'm going to go less. Yes. 23.5. Bronco Mendenhall makes a four-point difference overall, even against the likes of Missouri, UCLA, Michigan, Cincinnati, Boise State. He gets it done. It will be 23.5. I'll do a bold, bold prediction and say 20. Wow. Mark it down. Yep, that's right. I said it. 20 points the, per tw- game 20. against that schedule. 20. I don't oh. care what schedule it is. You heard what he said. Number two. More or less than 30 points scored by the, per game by the BYU offense. I'm taking this one first. With a senior quarterback in Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams and that receiving core, more. I am going more than 30 points scored per game by the BYU offense. By the way, Brian, that's a touchdown less than they averaged last year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you, man. I'm going to say more. I'm going to say more points and more so because of the receiving core. Uh, you got a lot of guys coming back, experienced guys coming back that um, really started to pick up guys like Devon Blackman, uh, Mitch uh, Stilts is what I call him, Mitch Matthews. Kurt Henderson is in the mix now. Uh, he's healthy, so uh, I think the bomb squad uh, is going to be full and active. 30 points or more. Again, this is yeah. the toughest schedule yep. BYU's ever faced. Don't matter. You like Taysom. You like Jamal. You like those receivers. Receivers. Okay, number three. 
more or less than one home run for Colton Shaver this weekend. I love Colton Shaver, but I'm going to say less because he is facing the best pitching staff in the entire West Coast Conference. He hit one against San Francisco's ace last night. Their coaches will not let that happen again. They're not going to pitch to him. So I'm going to say that because Colton's not going to see a ton of good pitches to hit, he will not hit another home run in this series this weekend less than one. I'm going to say more than one. I think I I think dude, as an athlete and as a competitor, no offense, but I can I could speak to this a little bit more. Wow. When, when, when you got critical situations on the line to make the tournament, you got to be four, man. You got to keep on riding the momentum. I think you got some confidence as a hitter, uh, and so. Why not continue to ride that wave? Uh, and, and I think he's going to get bored, man. This is I not about confidence, Brian. Yeah, I, I, this is about the the nope, opportunity nope, to even hit a pitch. Nope, I, nope. When the opportunity comes, if he's a patient hitter, then he's They're fine. They're not going to pitch to him. Ha, huh? They're not going to pitch so, to so him. So you're just going to walk? He's going to walk? He's him? hit five home runs in the last four games. Right. They're not going to pitch to him. Hey, you never know, man. If they make a mistake, you, you say that they're the best, uh, you know, uh, pitching staff in in the conference. Well, uh, we'll see. We'll see, man. If he if he has the momentum, if he's been hitting, <laughs> if he's been hitting good, let's say you miss outside, inside a little bit, wherever the case is, boom, he takes advantage of it. How do you know? How you know a pitcher doesn't miss on a curve or a slider? Leaves one hanging over the plate, nice, fat, and juicy. Boom! It's out of the park. Well, that's what he's done. We'll see. The freshman continues tonight live on BYU TV at eight. Number four. More or less than five hundred parking tickets giving out on campus today. <laughs> <laughs> there are a billion cars here for graduation, and everybody is like, "There's so much illegal parking happening right now," but five hundred is so many. I'm going to say less than 500 parking Ooh. tickets given out by the BYU campus I'm, police. I'm going to say more. You, you already heard what everybody said, right, as to how crazy it is. <laughs> if you're a parent, you're not missing this moment. I'm parking behind somebody's garage if I have to. <laughs> just go ahead and tow me. I'll pay the fine later. Please, I just want to see my son or my daughter graduate more. 500 is so many. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we wrap things up with the Cougar Whip Round and more of your tweets. Plus, sounds of the week, the best and the brightest from Studio B this week. We're not done yet. It's a Friday. We're going out big. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Brian, what should we do now? Whip. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Whip it. Football. Go, Brian. Football. The Cougars post-spring depth chart has been announced. Of the 11 positions on defense, only four have been solidified on that roster. Baseball. (laughs) I'll read this one. I'm just going to do it myself. BYU baseball routes first place San Francisco 14-4 in game one of the series. Colton Shaver hit his team-leading ninth home run, tied a career high with five RBIs. Game two tonight, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain, live on BYU TV. Volleyball! Nice. The Cougars travel to Los Angeles to take on USC for the quarterfinals in the MPSF tournament on Saturday. The Cougars already won once on USC's USC's home floor this season and are looking to extend their season with another win tomorrow. You can watch that game online on Pac-12.com at 10 o'clock Eastern time, 
8 Mountain. Jerem Jordan has the karma with him in L.A. Softball. First place, BYU softball opens a three-game series with second place San Diego in a key West Coast Conference matchup on the other side of Miller Park at Gale Miller Field. Tonight, we will broadcast Saturday's finale, 3 Eastern, 1 Mountain Time on BYU TV. Golf. The men's golf are hosting 10 other teams at the Riverside County uh, Country Club today and tomorrow for the Ping Cougar Classic. Nice. Tennis. Both the men's and women's tennis teams fell yesterday in WCC tournament play. The women lost to St. Mary's 4-0, and the men lost to Pepperdine 4-0. Congratulations, however, to both of the teams on a very hard-fought season. Track and field. The Robinson Invitational continues for the track and field squad. They will continue to compete through Saturday at the Robinson Track and Field Complex. Play the sounds of the week, please. When they're on top of the game, they're pretty hard to stop. Uh, if we get them. I think they're like big, but soft. I'm not going to lie. I'm excited about getting all the U.S. stuff. <laughs> but... The swag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, for sure. You grow up. Uh, dreaming of playing in the NBA, and and then it's here. It, I mean, you, you have that opportunity to to try and make it there. It's crazy, and you're running as fast as you can, and you expect to plant it and fling yourself up in the air, and hopefully land on the mat. Uh, mountain visit from JT is wonderful. Okay, why? What, what does that do? He pats my fanny. He pats. I will not let him go back to the dugout without him patting my fanny. This is a 1928 ball signed by uh, Babe Ruth, that Lou Gehrig, Leo wow. DeRocher, um, and this. This retails at about $135,000. We're going on a road trip expecting to only play one game. That's probably the weirdest thing. Usually we leave on Thursday or Wednesday, and now we're leaving on Friday morning for a Saturday night game. So I think that's the only difference. I was just thinking this is the last time we're going to play here. So I wanted to go out with a bang. Took some big risks in the game, but just play hard. By the time I'm a grandpa, it wasn't Taysom hurdling the Texas defender. It was your grandpa, Michael. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need the most, DexterLaw.com. And it goes for the second time this week to Colton Shaver. Hit his ninth home run last night. BYU beat San Francisco. More of Colton tonight on BYU TV. Our Twitter question, how concerned on a scale of 1 to 10 are you about the BYU football defense? At Hobosita, she says, 2, position mastery will be executed at the highest level under these phenomenal schemes. Ooh, fact. She's throwing out some keywords she there. Is right Phenomenal there. schemes. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, Brian Logan, for uh, filling in for Jeremy. Always a fun time, my friend. I'm not, not filling in. Thanks to all of our guests as well. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. We're on demand on BYUTV.org. Shout out to Chris Smith.